What's going on? Welcome into the Matt Bernier Show, part of the In The Money Media Network. My name is Matt Bernier. You can follow me on Twitter at Bernier underscore Matt. This is episode 47 of the show for Monday, January the 4th, 2021. However you listen to this thing, thank you for doing so. A number of ways to find the podcast. If you listen audio only, you have InTheMoneyPodcast.com along with all the other platforms that you find your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it, you can find it out there. If you're someone who watches along with the audio piece of things over on YouTube, all you need to do, search bar on YouTube, Matt Bernier Show, you get this episode along with the 46 prior excited to get the new year started it's a little bit of a different look working out some kinks hopefully i've done enough to dampen the echo in here but it's gonna be a little bit of a work in progress here from if ptf has the brooklyn bunker i'm trying to think of a of a fun new name for this place maybe i'll, I'll put out a little picture later on on, on social um because I, I think my, my little setup is pretty good been in our new house for about uh, 10 days or so, give or take a couple here. Projects galore, but things are coming along nicely, and, and this room is um, one of my favorites in here. So looking forward to, to making it my own a little bit more. I've got some pictures back here and things of that nature. And you'll see a little bit of a different view. So when I record with the good camera, what I would call the good camera, not the webcam, uh, you'll see this angle. But when I do an interview with anyone, specifically for the Friday feature, uh, you'll see sort of a kitty corner angle. So you'll get a little bit of a different perspective of things. Um, so looking forward to that as well. This week's Friday feature, getting back into the swing of things, uh, Trish Smith. She is going to be the second two-time guest here for the Friday feature. We'll be taking a look at Tampa Bay Downs race number eight coming up on Friday. If you want to be in Trish's position next week, you need to leave your selection beneath the video player on YouTube. If you are correct, I will contact you. We'll make something happen, get a time set up for next Monday's show. The other piece to this week's show is going to be the first time through. It was an unmitigated disaster. I don't think anybody can question that. I'm certainly not going to question it, but you know what? We take our lumps and hopefully we come back better than ever. And I figured it's the turn of the calendar. It's a new year. It's 21 now. Why not bring the challenge back? The $100 challenge. Now, there are going to be a few tweaks to it, and I'll get into that after we go over the Friday feature. Um, but I'm looking forward to changing it up a little bit as opposed to the $100 challenge. I'm going to make it the $500 challenge. Um, and there will be some more rules, but we'll, we'll dive into that, like I said, after we get done chatting with Trish Smith about the Friday feature this week, uh, and then probably going to tease some other things to come. I have a, a few things sort of in the, let's call it the research and development stage, and we are, uh, my, my best friend and I are, are cranking out some numbers and going through a few different things, and I'm, I can't give out much more than that because we're just trying to find out if it's legitimately accurate or not, but... Uh, early on, promising numbers, and it may be something that I start rolling out a little bit more as the calendar continues on throughout the month and as we get into February and hopefully for the remainder of the year and even beyond that. And with that, I will say this is a, a channel, if you're on YouTube, uh, we would really appreciate you to subscribe and have the bell icon lit up. So you get notified anytime In The Money Media uploads new content, whether it's this show, whether it's the Players Podcast, whether it's anything else. Uh, but also, if you could go over to my own personal YouTube channel, it would be greatly appreciated, and do the exact same thing. Subscribe and make sure that the bell icon is lit up so you get notified anytime new content is uploaded. You will be getting that 
if you are over there on my channel, Matt Bernier, pretty straightforward. Can't screw that one up too much. Uh, you should be getting new content maybe as soon as Tuesday. If not Tuesday, certainly on Wednesday, where I will be updating and giving you the sort of daily picks when there are picks for the $500 challenge, uh, with the exception of the days that I write for racingpicks.com, and then you can find the horses and the selections that will go toward that day's $500 challenge. Also worth noting, a little bit of a tweak as far as my schedule for racingpicks.com is concerned for 2021. It's going to only be looking like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday piece. So there'll probably be more instances where I'm putting out content on my own, whether it is on my own YouTube channel or perhaps somewhere else down the road, which I'm not going to get into just yet. But I'm excited about 21. I think there might be some some interesting sort of developments here as we go along. So really looking forward to that. Hope all of you are willing to come along for the ride, for better or for worse. Now, let's roll into it. Kicking off the new year, let's get back on the winning ways. To get it back on the winning track, we'll bring in Trish Smith to help us out with the first Friday feature of 2021, Tampa Bay Downs, race number eight on Friday afternoon. Let's talk to Trish, see what she has to say. Friday feature time, the first one of 2021. Happy to be joined by Trish Smith. Trish, this is your second time through. I feel like we've had two of the past three guests have been returners, returning guests, and I think this is uh, hopefully a harbinger of things to come. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, Matt? I'm good. I'm just, uh, we were chatting a little bit before we started the segment. Uh, I'm getting settled in at my house. It sounds like you are uh, about to embark on that journey as well. Yes, yes. I'm closing on house this week as well, which is a little bit crazy, as I'm sure you understand, especially with COVID. It's been, you know, you know, a few months and it's like one thing happens and then, you know, you have to get somebody else to come in. So it's definitely and it's the first time home buying, too. So it's definitely been a little bit of a stressful process. But at the end, I'm sure it will be worth it. So. I can echo all the same stuff. Uh, I, I Many moons ago, I sold real estate, but this is the first time going through this process, the buying process. And it, um, I, you know, I, it would have been probably crazy no matter what. But to your point, during COVID, it just made things that much more bizarre, you know, where you just, you know, there are so many moving pieces with, you know, you're supposed to see someone, but then they have to quarantine and, and all these other different things. And just never a dull moment. And I will say, though, we've been in for about, somewhere about a week and a half now and uh you will enjoy it once you get through it on the other side so uh congratulations congratulations yeah i think you have you have plenty to look forward to um I, as i said before we came on we don't need to do the full intro and ask you as far as background is concerned because we already know quite a bit about you we we found that out first time through those of you who are new to the show you can find trish's uh episode a, a few weeks back now uh, I, I don't remember yeah exactly. i think it was was it the Breeders' Cup? I think it was right before the Breeders' Cup. I can't remember exactly, though, but I think it might have been that episode. So late October, somewhere in that ballpark, you can find it on your podcast or over on YouTube. So that's the background as far as Trish is concerned. And it's nice to be kicking off a new year fresh. And I think we've got a nice little race, not a huge field. We've only got eight horses signed on for the eight at Tampa Bay Downs on Friday afternoon. It's a non-winners of one other than six furlongs on the main track. If you want to be in the position that Trish is in right now, you need to leave your selection beneath the video player on YouTube. It's the only way I'll take a submission. And if you are the winner, I will contact you and we will get things set up for next week. Um, I guess first things first, Trish, when you went through this field, did your eyes gravitate immediately toward one horse or a couple horses? Or did you find it to be a difficult one to make heads or tails of? 
the first thing that I thought of is I definitely am going to box on the exacta trifecta and definitely would spread at least three to four. Um, like I said, the last time I was on the show, I started doing some of the handicapping and warning line odds. I discovered I'm really bad at that though. That is <laughs> like awful. Like, thank God I don't make the morning line odds, but I definitely want to spread a little bit because there was quite a few, there was like three to four horses that kind of stuck out to me. And I was like, mm, I could make a case for any of these. And honestly, even some of the horses, that I wasn't completely sure on I could understand if somebody was like eh, you know I'll take a price in here so well and don't, don't beat yourself up too much about looking and trying to project what odds are going to be that's one of those things that it, it's the best way I can put it is it's just sort of a, a learned thing where the, the more often you do it, the the better you're going to get at sort of identifying or or trying to get an eye for what horses could possibly go off at and it's it's also a weird thing too where you can have some instances where you feel like you have this thing just absolutely slam dunk. There's no two ways about what price this horse is going to be or compared to another horse. And then when the odds, the tote board opens up, you were entirely wrong. So it's an imperfect science. And I think it's just it's just one of those things that as more time goes by, you'll get more and more comfortable at it. And your, your sort of strike rate, your success rate will improve as far as trying to identify who's going to take more money than another horse and things of that nature. But sort of to your point with a race like this, I think you can make a realistic case for probably at least half the field. And if you looked at it with a little bit of side eye, you could probably make a case for that latter half as well. When you first went through the race, what was your first sort of inclination as far as going through it? Did you look at it from a pace standpoint or, or how did you go about it? Well, my first one, because I think um, on the past interview as well, I really like, I wish I had a replay because I'm definitely more of a visual handicapper, I guess. Like I like to see the horses and that's how I like flashing red and stuff. I like the way that he he looked and I don't have any of that, but I did remember watching Uncork the Bottle and Kalu, both of them run and those were the well that and mystic link actually those were the first three horses that kind of stuck out to me the most i will say the only thing kalu and uncork the bottle i remember they were both favorites and they haven't won the past time which i didn't really like mystic link was able to pull it off but those were the first three horses that kind of jumped out to me and when we talk about these when we talk about these three horses i don't mean to cut you off from a pace standpoint you know, it's interesting to take note because we have a couple of horses that are going to be doing different things, specifically a horse like Mystic Link, who, although was a very emphatic winner in that most recent start off of a bit of a layoff, horse is going to be turning back dramatically in distance from eight and a half furlongs to six furlongs. And it made me wonder where the horse was going to be positioned, knowing that Tampa Bay Downs tends to be a, a track that you know, I, I guess this is not, you know, reinventing the wheel. Speed does very well in dirt sprints. And and I wonder how far back that horse is going to be. Of those three horses that you mentioned, was there one that you sort of leaned a little bit more toward than the other two? I kind of kept coming back to Kalu. Um, I hope that's how you pronounce it. But I'll go with that. I just feel like for the distance, yeah, for the distance, I just kept coming back to that one. I thought it was the best of the speed. And like you said, dirt sprints, it really speed is everything. I've been, you know, even after handicapping, I feel like I do a little bit better on the turf than I do at sprints, but really speed is, speed is everything. And I just kind of kept coming back to Kalu, even though he was second the last time. I didn't like that. That's the only thing I don't like is that he was a favorite in the last two races and he wasn't able to get the job done. 
on, on the positive side, though, I mean, this is a, a five-year-old gelding who is a proven, he's a racehorse through and through. You take a look, he's run 14 times. He finished in the exact on, on nine of those occasions. So, I mean, this is a horse who's going to show up in the afternoons and give you what he's got. It seems rather unlikely you get a bit of a dud from him. Whereas some of these other horses, I think there is... I don't want to say reason to believe that you may not get their best effort, but they're doing things and taking on a caliber of runner that it, it's, it's just, it's something that they haven't shown the ability to necessarily step with just yet. I, I go to a horse down on the inside and Annan Road, who goes out for top flight connections, Mike Stidham, clipping off at about 25% thus far at the Tampa Bay Downs meeting, took on this level of company for the first time, took on winners for the first time in his most recent start. That was the N1X race on December 4th. Took on a pretty salty field. You've got the second and third place finishers who came back to earn buyers of 74 and 73. They finished two lengths ahead of this horse. I'm not even talking about the winner who went out there and strutted his stuff. Won by the length of the stretch. Came back and won again with a low 90 buyer. So he's kind of, Indimaj is sort of a, he's a horse to his own right as far as this level is concerned. But this is a horse in Annan Road who's got to turn back to six furlongs for the first time since the career debut. I have no idea how he's going to handle that. His only win to date has come in gate-to-wire fashion. But if you're just looking at it from a speed figure standpoint, he's right there among the contenders. How do you handle a horse like Annan Road? What do you make of him? That's what he was kind of one of my fourth. Like I said, I was making even like haunted by the music. I could understand people who kind of want to take a price with him. I wasn't really sure. Maybe a trifecta. I really, I, I just didn't feel confident enough with Anna Road. Like, especially when I have a horse like Kalu. Like I said, I just kept coming back to him, kind of. But maybe in a trifecta, I'd be interested to kind of box him. And like I said, any exacta trifecta, I definitely want to box in this race. And I'm glad you mentioned Haunted by the Music because this is an interesting case because. You have Antonio Gallardo, who was the rider of Kalu in the most recent start. He goes to the outside runner in Haunted by the Music. And I think it's it's one of those weird things. Haunted by the Music, based on Timeform US's pace projector, they think he's going to make the lead, which to date, that's the only way the horse has won. He's won for nine lifetime with three second place finishes. And the only win was the career debut at Tampa Bay Downs with Antonio Gallardo aboard in gate-to-wire fashion. So there's a lot of synergy there as to why this one makes sense, but I'm always very, very concerned or very leery about horses like this who I think when it's all said and done, he probably vies for favoritism because of the connections involved here if he doesn't make the front. And and who, who's to say that he's going to be capable of sitting off of a target? Now, it doesn't look like it's going to be a, a ballistic pace, but... You know, what happens if, for whatever reason, he doesn't make the front at a short price? I'm not suggesting he can't win this race. He's one of the more likely winners. But I think he's just one of those horses that I think he probably gets bet a little bit more than he necessarily should in a spot like this compared to some of the other horses, whether it is a horse like Kalu or a horse like Uncork the Bottle, who I guess if I was leaning right now, he would be where I would lean. Um, And the, the big thing for me, and Trish, I don't know, how much, you know, you brought up you like to see the horses. You, you're more sort of in the, the, the replay-oriented business. Replay and the paddock, too. I really like to watch the horse in the paddock, too. So. And I think that's an important piece. If you're someone who is good at identifying horses that look good or feel look like they're on their toes or conversely horses that are a little bit washed out, maybe they don't have it today, I think that's, a, that's an unbelievable tool to have in your back pocket as far as the handicapper is concerned because frankly I'm not particularly good at that sort of thing so I'm envious of you for being able to go through and take a look and see and get a get a decent vibe for for horses and how they look and, and appear out on the track 
for me, a horse like Uncork the Bottle, the thing that really stood out was I think a little bit of a turn back in distance is going to do a, a wonder for this horse. I mean, he, he was relatively close in that most recent start, going seven eighths, just got a little bit tired at the end. But then also I look at the form of that race and, and you see not just one next out winner, but three next out winners, and they've earned reasonably solid speed figures. One of them earned an 80 buyer. Uh, the third place finisher who didn't win his next start came back and earned a 76. These are all horses that were in and around uncork the bottle. You get Centeno aboards for Sappy Joseph Jr. And, you know, I think statistics, I'm, I'm a big numbers person. I like to look for, you know, positive numbers and things like that. It's a small sample size with only 20 starters for Joseph's barn down there at Tampa. Only two for 20. But when you run second or third on nine occasions, I, I can't help but chalk some of that up to just bad luck. So I don't think the number really is as bad as maybe it would suggest on paper. And look, Uncorked a Bottle is not going to be any kind of a great shake as far as the price is concerned. But he was kind of where I was leaning at first glance going through and taking a look at a field like this. And I know you had mentioned him at the top as well. Yeah, definitely for exact uh, trifecta, I'm definitely going to be using him as well. So as far as your overall top pick is concerned, where did we get, where did we land? I landed on Kalu. I just kept coming back to him and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I know they ran second last time, but I'm hoping that he'll be able to get the job done this time. So. And I know you had mentioned that you want to use a few horses as far as exactas and trifectas perhaps uh, care to enlighten us on those ones. Oh yes, definitely. Mystic link and uncork the bottle. Perfect. You heard it here first. The first Friday feature of 2021, we have Trish Smith. She likes the number two Kalu in Tampa Bay Downs, race number eight on Friday afternoon. Again, if you want to be in the position that Trish is in here this week, if you want to be here next Monday, you need to leave your selection beneath the video player on YouTube. If you are correct, I will contact you when we make something happen. Trish, I wish you the best of luck in this race. But who knows? Maybe you are the first three-time returning guests hopefully as as that triple crown maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> trish thank you so much good luck with the closing on the house and everything and we'll chat soon thank you thank you have a great day you as well thanks to trish smith for helping out with this week's friday feature again tampa race eight if you want to be in trish's position next week next monday Leave your selection beneath the video player on YouTube. If you are correct, I will contact you. We'll set up a time to record next week's Friday feature. I also apologize for that opening segment because it's been a while since I've been able to use this camera for a number of reasons. Um, and I had it on autofocus as opposed to manual focus. So those of you who are on YouTube, uh, if, if you got a little bit uh, nauseous watching, my bad. User error. Again, working, working some of the kinks out. But I think we're good now because I have it on manual and hopefully it kind of just stays nice and tight. So that's that. Friday feature in the books. Let's talk about the $500 challenge, which, you know, I kind of alluded to at the top. The $100 challenge was just a dumpster fire. I'm hopeful new year, new results for the challenge. And who knows? Maybe it'll still suck. But I'm willing to take another shot. I think it's going to be good. And a couple little tweaks here and there. So let's start off with the bankroll, you know, moving from 100 to 500. I think just for me personally, it there feels like not that there wasn't enough at stake beforehand, but at least now I feel like they're closer to the bets that I'm actually personally going to make. And and I know the way that I had laid it out the first time through, I said, regardless of your, your situation, if you're a $2 better, Use the sort of fifty to a hundred dollar bankroll as the idea. If you're a hundred dollar better, just just ramp it up 
proportionately. For me, I wanted to ramp it up a little bit closer. Truth be told, I I really would have rather started with a thousand, but I recognize that that's probably a little bit difficult for, I don't want to say people to, you know, kind of be on the same level with, because that's not an outrageous number from a gambling standpoint. But I just, 500 right now feels like, let's start with that and, and go from there. We saw how poorly the $100 one went. Let's start with the 500 before we jump up to a thousand or anything greater than that. So $500 is the starting bankroll. They're going to be three plays per day max. I won't do any more than that. And they're all going to be put out there publicly. Whatever the bets are, they have to be out publicly. Okay. So whether it is written analysis, whether it's in video, whether it's TV, and I guess TV, there may be this, that may be the caveat where if I have something going on with NBC and I've tacked on a couple extra plays, that may be the only rare instance where it ends up being more than just those three max plays. But the idea is going to be three plays for every day that I put things out. To be honest, there are going to be days that I, you know, if I'm just off, you know, uh, I haven't had time to look or whatever the case may be, there's occasionally going to be days where there aren't plays. Every Monday, though, every week that there's a pod, that will be sort of the update of the week prior. Maybe I'll allude to it in these sort of daily videos or write-ups or whatever it may be, but the the week wrap will be on this pod, this show. So that's how we'll be able to sort of keep an eye on the tally and all that sort of stuff. Uh, 3% per play is going to be the going rate. So starting off with a $500 bankroll, 3%, $15 wins. It's only going to be win bets. We'll start with the 15. If we lose a few, it stays at 3%, but it will just continue on based on what the actual bankroll at the time is. Now, another sort of caveat and, and a, a wrinkle to this time around as opposed to last time, any time for any day where the tally or the sort of ledger is in the black, where we are up for the day, if there are still plays to come, those will be sort of turn back to 1% plays. So let's just say we ended up with a win to start things off. And we got the bankroll up to, I'm making it up, 5.30. The two plays remaining for the day will, instead of being 3% plays, they'll be cut down to 1%. I think it does a, it allows there still to be action on the plays that have been laid out for the day, but also I think it's sort of a bankroll preservation kind of idea where if for whatever reason, if we start getting a little bit lower, let's say it ends up down in the 200 or the $250 range, at least at that point, we can still play and maybe there are some some bigger prices that, you know what, a in that instance, it would be a $2 win bet or something along those lines. But with a $500 bankroll, 1% would be $5. You know, you would at least still have some skin in the game if you got a 10 to 1 shot and you can get something out of it as opposed to entirely sitting it out knowing that you're ahead for the day. Um, it, they will remain 3% though until we are in the black for the day. So if the first two are losers, we're still going to keep firing off at 3% of whatever the bankroll is. The plays, where will you be able to find them? When I am writing something for racingpicks.com, you'll be able to find it over there. I don't know that I'll be doing an accompanying video for those written picks. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, who knows. Um, for the days that I don't have written analysis, I'm going to put out very brief videos. And it's not going to, I'm not going to go wild into analysis or things like that. Maybe I'll do a little bit. But I'm, I can't imagine the videos being any longer than five minutes total for three plays. Um, and they'll live over on my YouTube channel, Matt Bernier. So I 
we need you to subscribe to this channel, the In The Money Media channel. And again, the bell icon needs to be lit up so you get notified whenever new content is uploaded, whether it's this show, JK Plus One, the Players Podcast, anything else going on. But also subscribe to my own channel, Matt Bernier, because that's where I will upload the play videos. So let's call them the $500 challenge videos. Uh, that's where those will live. Uh, the goal. What is the goal? We had said the first time through for the $100 challenge, it would be a 20x churn to get us through putting $2,000 through the window from that $100 opening bank. Without beating a dead horse, we know how that ended. But I still think the 20K, or excuse me, the, the 20X threshold, the, the churn rate, I think that's actually a, a pretty good target. So the $500 starting bankroll at the $20, or excuse me, the 20X churn, that would put us out to 10 grand. So that's going to be the goal, and it's going to be however long it lasts. And I will ride this one to the bitter end. If, if it ends up going horribly wrong, well, so be it. We'll just keep plugging along. And maybe the goal is to get to that 10K churn before the end of 21. Maybe. I don't know. Um, who knows? I mean, it, it could be sooner than later, or it could... The, the good news is with the 3% number, and again, it can all be proportionate. If you're working with a $100 bankroll, if you're working with a $50 bankroll, if you're working with a $10,000 bankroll, you're still going to get to whatever your 20x churn is at basically the same rate, unless you just go on a wicked tear and you're winning everything that there is in sight. Maybe you'll get there a little bit quicker. But with it, with keeping it that 3% number, I think it at least enables uh, some longevity. And it's not going to be over uh, in theory. As quickly as the first one ended, this one probably won't end that quickly. Um, it could. Anything can happen. But uh, I think 3% is the right number. I think anytime we're in the black, we cut it down to 1%. And I think the 20x churn, I think that's a good target. So that's the deal with the new challenge. And we'll call it the $500 challenge. That's what I, if I am going to tweet things, tweet out little pieces, whether it's a link to the video or just anything else in general, $500 challenge is what I will be using as far as the sort of tag is concerned. I don't know if I'll be doing a hashtag again, but there were a number of you that got involved with it and it seemed to be a fun little exercise. Hopefully we have a lot more success than we did the first time through. Because if it stinks as bad as the first one did, I'm going to be very disappointed. But we have to remain optimistic. New month, new year, new challenge. $500 challenge. Let me know what you think about this beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter at Bernier underscore Matt. Thanks again to Trish Smith for helping out with this week's Friday feature, the first one of 2021. If you want to be in her position, you know the drill by now. Beneath the video player on YouTube, leave your selection for Tampa's 8th on Friday, and we'll go from there. Uh, questions, comments, concerns? beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter at Bernie or underscore Matt. As I've said a million times, we appreciate all of the ways that you go through and you listen to the content that In The Money Media puts out, that I put out myself, however you take it in. Thank you. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you're on any of the podcast platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, whether it's SoundCloud, whether it's in themoneypodcast.com, however you listen to these things, please rate, review, and subscribe. And again, In The Money Media's YouTube channel, my own personal YouTube channel, Matt Bernier, please subscribe and make sure the bell icon is lit up. And as always, we appreciate thumbs up, thumbs down, just any kind of interaction helps us get out content in a better fashion. Uh, that's going to button things up here for episode 47 
of the program, the first one of 2021. Hopefully, uh, those of you who have motion sickness, the the first five minutes of the show didn't make you vomit. Uh, I think I have solved that, but I'll have to go back and watch this to make sure. Uh, And I also have to apologize. First, tip of the cap to producer Craig for all the great work that he always does, but also need to apologize to Craig when he first looks at that video because he may get sick as well. I think I've figured out the problem. Again, we're going to iron out those kinks. We'll be good to go going forward. Uh, Until next Monday, when I come back with this episode, or with the next episode, I should say. Good luck however you play, whatever you play, and wherever you play. This has been episode 47 of the Matt Bernier Show. Stay tuned to my YouTube channel. You'll be seeing some of those videos coming out as far as the $500 challenge is concerned.